This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680 CJOB. Hello, welcome to a special day here on Jets at Noon, of course, uh, here at 680 CJOB. Uh, We're part of the Grace Hospital Foundation Radiothon Enhancing Patient Care at the Grace Hospital. Um, You can help donate to reach the goal today, www.gracehospitalfoundation.ca. You can call local 204-940-1780 or toll free at 1-866-537-537. Double zero twenty eight. Text the word Grace to three zero three 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 to make a ten dollar gift on your phone bill. There's a donation drive through under the canopy at the main entrance of the hospital. That's going to be open until six today. Stop. Make a cash check, credit card gift, uh, and free ice cream for all donors from twelve until six. There's a book sale, a chance to win seventy five inch a Samsung TV. So all that great stuff uh, going on uh, right now. Jim Toth, you're down there. Jim, how you doing? Yes, I am, Cameron. Good afternoon. Hi, everybody. We are live at the Grace Hospital and uh, local hockey legend, Straight Blade Ralph, uh, just showed up, introduced himself, known him for years, used to talk hockey daily, as he would call in, and showed up, and not only showed up and introduced himself, gave us some Straight Blade tips and made a $100 donation to the Grace Hospital Foundation, one of the most kind and generous hockey heroes here in the city. Absolutely. He got his first hip done here. <laughs> and he said, when you played where, Ralph? When he played in Prince Albert, they asked him how fast he, why he was so fast, because he kept giving everybody pneumonia. <laughs> well, that's good That's how him. fast he was. That's pretty fast. That's I, I can fast. hear him yelling yeah, in so, the background. Uh, we're having a good time here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, uh, that's straight played, Ralph. Thanks, Ralph. Good meeting <laughs> you, sir. Yes, you will. Oh, Stay, and thanks again for the donation of the Grace Hospital is... Foundation. So we're raising money here. We'll get to a lot of that throughout the afternoon, Cam, but uh, you never know which hockey legend you will meet, and especially yeah. here at the great day Ab- we're having yeah, Absolutely. Grace Hospital. You can only be so lucky to meet some of these great hockey legends. Self-anointed, by the way, but still a hockey legend. Well, you know what? The best are. The best are self-anointed. They don't wait for anyone else to, to make any claims about them. They just make the claims themselves. So uh, fantastic stuff, and thanks for the donation. Uh, of course, Connor Hellebach, he was nominated for the Vezina that came out yesterday um uh Darnell Nurse was suspended for one game and then around seven o'clock last night uh we learned about the Vegas suspension for Alex Petrangelo we'll get to that uh, as well and if we can squeeze in time we're going to talk a little defense we've got tons of topics to cover today if not we'll move that uh to next week that's a, a real pertinent topic we're already getting some text messages about that uh we teased it yesterday but we'll we'll wait and see how things go but first uh we got to go to the bomber uh training camp reports which are brought to you by Stars Air Ambulance, caring for Manitobans when and where you need us most. And uh, the only guy we can really talk about that with is Derek Taylor, voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for day three of rookie camp. DT, how you doing? I'm good. I'm still mad about the Petrangelo suspension, but, you know, I'm trying to get over it here in the sunshine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, that's a whole lot of levels of ridiculous, but we'll get, we'll get to that as the show goes on. Derek, uh, day three, pads on, some banging and clanging. Uh, is there some 12-on-12s 12 today? How are things shaping up? They are. They're actually doing 12-on-12s right now. So in, in the beginning, uh, they've been rotating through individual drills, and you see a little minor contact. But this is the first one of offensive linemen trying to push around defensive linemen and guys smacking running backs and receivers getting jammed off the line. So this is one that Mike O'Shea was, was excited to see because 
as you told us yesterday, you just see kind of a different level. How do they react to contact? There aren't going to be the big explosive hits and nobody's getting tackled to the ground because you want to try to prevent any potential injuries in that. But just see how guys react. See how defensive linemen are able to, when offensive linemen are really trying to give them the business, see how they react and respond and what their second move is and stuff like that. So we're getting a little taste of that right now. This is the day that Mike O'Shea wishes he was still playing, is it not, when he starts hearing the banging and the clanging? And... <laughs> yeah, I, he'll never say it, but you just know it, it means something special to him, right? So that for, what, 2019 when when there were no padded practices in the CFL, they got rid of him? When I think 19 or 21, there were no padded practices. I feel like that probably took a little bit out of his heart that time, but uh, uh, they are back, and this is the one day in rookie camp where they get to put the pads on and uh, – uh, see what they're all made of. And just Is co- anybody and oh, oh sorry, go, no, go ahead, Jim. Well, sorry, I was just going to ask a DT quick. Is anybody like stood out? And I, I know that's a general with all the positions and all the eyeballs with all the players there. But has has any couple players stood out or made something that made you go, oh, who's that? Uh, there haven't been a ton of those. And, and looking camp is is just it's kind of a weird thing for me. I, I watch it. And I'll try to get a sense of, okay, they think that this guy is uh, a stand-up linebacker. They think he's a middle linebacker. Okay, they've got this guy on the outside. So when a guy like uh, Abu Dhabi Soiree uh, made a real nice play in one-on-ones yesterday, you know, to you know, read the route, stick with the guy kind of chest-to-chest, turn and look for the ball and swat it away, you go, okay, well, that was a really great ref. And they have him on the outside? Okay, well, I'll take note of that. Because everything changes so much on Sunday, right? When when you get back to veterans, you can you can look real good in this time where uh, you're playing against other rookies and other guys who haven't been in pro football. But you know now you have to, as a receiver, try to get open against Dietrich Nichols, who is locked down, you know, top end CFL receiver. You gotta you gotta do that. If you're a quarterback, okay, now Willie Jefferson's coming off the edge and try not to feel the pressure uh, of that one. So. Uh, there are the occasional guys. Uh, you really notice in this in this circumstance. You really notice Carlton Agadosi, mm-hmm. who of course played with the Bombers last year, and this is his third camp now with the Bombers. He's got the big frame, but he's able to get open and he's able to do some really great things. So I, I hate to point out, you know, the guys that have been with the team already look really good, but uh, Carlton Agadosi is a guy that that to me really really stands out, and I'm excited to see what happens when full camp kicks in, and then the two preseason games as well. All right, let's let's turn to, uh, around the league, too. There's some news coming out today. I mean, you, you've had the amuse-bouche, which is the rookie camp. You're ready to move on to the appetizer, which is going to be main camp, which gets going on Sunday. And listen, I've been working for weeks to try and squeeze amuse-bouche into a show, and I was able to do it today, so I'm giving myself <laughs> well a pat on the back. Um, uh, Ottawa... Uh, re-upping Jalen Acklin. I know how you feel about him. And uh, a healthy team, I mean, a, a healthy Jeremiah Mazzoli uh, in Ottawa here. I mean, I, I know you were pretty high on him last year, and, and as soon as Mazzoli went down when he was cut down there uh, by Garrett Marino with that cheap shot, that ended his season. Uh, how do you feel about the about the Ottawa Red Blacks? Oh, I, I love the I love keeping Jalen Acklin there because he's a true wide receiver on the short side, and he can make the big plays. So, as, as you mentioned, if, if Masoli's healthy last year, how tough they played the Bombers in weeks one and two, yeah. I think would have led to a lot more than four wins this, this past season. So, again, if Masoli's healthy, they did lose a couple of guys to retirement yesterday. They lost Taron Vaughn, who I thought might start at left tackle for them. 
and they lost Lamar Durant, who I thought would be at least an option at one of their wide receiver spots. So they're going to have to to deal with with that. But Jalen Acklin, they're not overwhelmed with great receivers in Ottawa. So to get Jalen Acklin to re-up and and help that offense along, I I think that's a, a terrific move for them. And Ottawa's won, as I kind of expect Toronto to come back to the pack in the East a little bit, having to, to switch quarterbacks this year. There's going to be extra wins up for grabs. And if Ottawa gets four of those, they, they start talking about the playoffs out there. Even if they get to 8-10 and 10 or 9-9, nine and nine, they'll start talking about the playoffs. So uh, Ottawa's got some defensive strength as well. Um, they, they brought in, uh, gosh, uh, Jamal Roll, I believe it was, from Hamilton. To, uh, to pair with them. Pardon me, Carriel Brooks they brought in. So their two uh, defensive backs on that one side are going to be incredible. I, I really am going to be on Ottawa again to take a, a burst in the East. And then if Mosoli goes down, then let's just disavow any knowledge of me having said that again. <laughs> a great way. Who do you like in the West along with the Bombers? Okay, so to, uh, as I kind of look at the league right now, to me the Bombers are head and shoulders above everybody, literally everybody, because last year we would have been concerned about BC because of Nathan Rourke, and now Nathan Rourke's in the NFL. So to me, BC slides back, and, and I'm watching for, I'd expect Calgary, because they always are, Calgary to be a double-digit win team. And I, I, I think Edmonton, just from a free agent personnel perspective, has done incredible things. And Chris Jones has this thing where, uh, his first year in Saskatchewan, they were atrocious. The second year, they were they were a playoff team. So honestly, even with me not loving their quarterback situation with Taylor Cornelius, I think Edmonton's a playoff team this year just because that's how Chris Jones does it. Uh, I think Mo- Montreal hits the skids, and I think uh, Toronto takes a dip, and Ottawa and Hamilton are on the rise. But uh, to me, the teams, I, I kind of don't know who's going to challenge the Bombers if they get to 13 wins because every team's had some losses. Calgary is always good, but they let guys go in free agency that they don't normally let go in free agency. And Solaire and Arimilade, their star defensive end, and their middle linebacker, Jameer Thurman. So Calgary is... I, 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 will, I will just never doubt Calgary, but I just don't think they're going to be that a threat in the standings to the Bombers if Zach Kolaris remains healthy. Uh, just before we let you go one more, I want to talk about the Elks. They have that guaranteed win uh, program this year. I mean, I think they're 0-17, haven't won since October of 2019 at home uh, over the last little bit. This is a, I thought this was really interesting that if you're an Edmonton Elks fan and, and you buy a seat, um, it, you will get that seat back until they win a game at home. So if they go 0-3 at home, uh, you're going to get four games for free because you'll get the next progressive. I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, that's interesting. And I think it's kind of a creative way to keep people coming back because, I mean, I think everybody saw that or, or CFL fans saw uh, another, you know, consecutive year of losses for the for the Edmonton Elks community-owned team. So this kind of stuff is made public. Uh, but, you know, everybody wants all the teams to be, to be healthy. But I, I thought this was a real interesting way to keep people coming. I love it. I love yeah. what we've seen from Edmonton and BC off the field in the last couple of seasons, last season. And this year, with new ownership in BC and new management in Edmonton, they they open the season against the Riders. So that that'd be that's that's a nice one for guaranteed win night. But there are a lot of seats at that Commonwealth Stadium, right? That's fifty thousand plus. So you can absolutely fit in people if you got to give them three three games worth of free tickets. So I love it. Embrace the fact that you you haven't won at home forever, and and you know because your team's going to try to change it. So, I love all that stuff. You know, they're taking a little shot at themselves, but they're also 
any way that they can get attention, like you said, they posted a $3.2 million loss last season. More fans is the answer there. So however you can get them to come on down to the stadium and enjoy what could be really entertaining offensive football, bring it on. I'm totally in favor. Derek Taylor, voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He's down at rookie camp. Day three is going to wrap up today. Main camp getting going on Sunday. The Bomber training camp report is brought to you by Stars Air Ambulance, caring for Manitobans when and where you need us most. DT, thanks a lot, man, and uh, have fun on Sunday, okay? All right, talk to you guys on Monday. Thanks, DT. Uh, Jim, you're going to be down at the Grace Hospital Foundation. He's going to be down there all the way until 3 o'clock. You want to find ways to uh, to donate, you can visit gracehospitalfoundation.com. You can call locally, 204-940-1780. Text the word GRACE to 30333. Make a $10 gift on your phone bill. You can drop down there until 6 o'clock. Uh, cash, credit, uh, credit card, check, all that stuff. The donation drive through. Um I mean, what what do you think about that, uh, Jim? I, I want to get your thoughts. What do you think about that uh, Edmonton uh, Elks situation? You only got about a uh, thirty seconds or forty five seconds here, uh, but that initiative to you know guaranteed win if they win it <laughs> as long as they keep losing at home, you can keep getting free tickets if you if you buy your your spot to the home opener. Well, I don't mind the idea. Like concessions and everything else will help pay for it, and it's a great way to motivate people to come down to a game and and go back to one. But I mean, it could. I mean, you're banking on it's not going to cost you that much money, right? You're banking yeah. that eventually they will pull one out. So it'll be a storyline to cover, and it's innovative, right? Like, I think the CFL needs to have innovative ideas like this, not just in Edmonton, but across the league. So I don't mind it at all. It'd be interesting to see if they're 0-5 at home, and if that continues, they pretty much have to do it. But realistically, they're, they're not a very good football program and hasn't been for a couple of yeah. years, and they need people in the stadium one way or the other. And if you can get them back uh, in it to just to buy concessions and maybe enjoy the game to the point where they would buy tickets i think it's a great idea they're banking a lot on uh, trevor cornelius continuing to develop into a top uh, cfl quarterback and we're after eight i'm not saying it won't happen this season uh but it remains to be seen that's for sure we're going to come back on the other side connor hellebach vesna nominee we'll talk uh, nomination we'll talk about that as well uh the petrangelo suspension dt as he joined us there voice the bombers from rookie camp he says he's not too happy about it we'll get our thoughts too as it as the show rolls on after 12 30 don't go anywhere Jets at noon on 680 cjob sunday looks like a peach though sunny and a high of 26 right now 24 degrees at 680 cjob let's get you over to a couple of peaches on jets at noon I like peaches. What is he talking about? Peaches from a prune, I bet. I like peaches, too. Peaches, yeah, peaches are underrated. They're the underrated fruit, really. Are they underrated? Pears are number one bananas. underrated fruit, boys. Pears for sure. Pears could be pears could be up there, too, but pears Pe- are more year-round. Peach is seasonal, so it's just yeah. it doesn't get its play that, although seasonal, it could last all year as a real treat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Go get a peach today. It's a treat. You know, I, you know, I, there's, I got, like, I'm not a big fruit guy. If you put a plate of fruit in front of me, I'll eat it. Uh, I couldn't tell. I'm not really all that excited oh, about fruit. And I only mean that by the cabana wear. I mean, with those cabana wear shirts this week, I think you would be like a peach in a bowl with milk and some brown sugar. That's yeah. what I. You wearing that cardigan kind of... again today, Jim? I saw you wearing oh, that damn thing wow. fourth time this hey. week for like five. This isn't us. This isn't us. This isn't us. It's just been a long week. This isn't us. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I, I thought you maybe had other clothes. I don't know. I keep seeing that same at his At his reporter hat, wore that at Lethbridge Community College <laughs> well, back in 78 or whenever you graduated. It's the classic wearing wow. only what you get from, like, freebies the from companies. You know what I mean? Disrespect. <laughs> I bought that cardigan. By the- Actually, that cardigan was a gift. <laughs> it was a gift. I thought so. Just uh, don't tell us who it's from. Please. That's right. And I'll tell you this right now. It's the gift that keeps on giving. I love that cardigan. You've got oh, some, I, it's you've nice got some mileage out of it, that's gonna, for sure. I'm not going to run away from that. Uh, thanks, thanks, Skyler. Uh, you ever notice since Skyler came on board that we're just at each other? Yeah, you know, I don't like it. I don't like no. it. What, is he bringing out, we're gonna he's sort bringing it out, out the worst in us? Yeah. You know, Sarah, when she uh, was here, she brought out the best. And She was, um, she was a now, connector, Sarah. Yeah. Now it's that's out the window. Uh, we're going to get into the suspension. Uh, Alex uh, Petrangelo getting a one game coming down at like seven o'clock last night. I'll give you my thoughts on that. But we got a first touch on Connor Hellebuck uh, giving the nod uh, for Vesna for the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, it's just outstanding. I mean, yeah. um, there was a lot of other candidates. I think UC Soros should have been one, but uh, um, and we should talk about this, Cam. Like yeah. the idea of getting your team into the playoffs, right? And I took a yeah. tweet yesterday about announcing Connor Hellebuck after the Jets uh, sent out the press release that he was up for the Vesna. Somebody reached out, one of our loyal listeners, and pointed out. I think it was Curtis who pointed out. He said, "Interesting that not one of these guys made the second round." Yeah. And uh, I said, "Yeah, that that's an interesting point." But then I looked at two of them and I said, "I think they." were the predominant reason why their teams got into the playoffs. And then I thought of UC Soros and, mm. and how, you know, you can have this phenomenal season. And to me, and no doubt that he was a top three goalie in the National Hockey League for Nashville yeah. this year. But it's got to it's got to equate to something, right? Like, like it's got to be, it's like having 123 point forward. Um, but if you don't get in the postseason, and I know it's a team game, and I know it's but I unless mean, you're Eric Carlson, performances. unless you're Eric Carlson, <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. for whatever reasons, when GMs vote on this, um, it's got to be. And Elliot Friedman said, like flat out, he thinks Connor Hellebuck should win the Vesna just because he played 13 straight games down the stretch, and not only during the regular season, but down that stretch literally helped his team physically get into the playoffs with the way he played. So I had no doubt he would be get a Vesna nod. I still think it's Linus Allmark's trophy yeah. to lose this year just because of the, the numbers. But I, I agree with Elliot Friedman, and this isn't a homer take whatsoever. Um, Jeremy Swayman said that after the Jets game, and I keep repeating this quote, but he said it was nice to see 30-plus shots from a, in a game and feel like I'm contributing to the team. Like Boston mm-hmm. played so well this year that a lot of the goalies were making 18, 19 saves a night and just you know feeling like they weren't really participating or helping that much to earn wins, where I don't think you could find a goalie other than maybe UC Soros that didn't literally night in night out help his team get points. Yeah, the only reason. Yeah, the only reason Nashville was even sniffing. I mean, I mean, just look at look at the roster that they were fielding. I mean, they sold big time at the deadline, and the only reason they were even at a sniff at the playoffs and weren't eliminated till their second last game was was because of the play of UC Soros, who was who was outstanding. Um, and I don't know. I feel like Nashville, they're eventually going to have to make a decision with him. I mean, they got him on a good contract for right now and in the next few years here. Um, but is he going to be a guy that, that they see? Or do they see themselves as back being a contender uh, and then being able to keep a guy like UC Soros? Or is he going to be sort of another guy that they kind of move on from? But um, I, I, I Well, this is a Winnipeg question yeah, too, right? Yeah. Like, like this is – so I, the other things I was hearing from our, our listeners on social media – Yesterday, it was great for the nod. You got to trade him now. 
and it's and true. The debate started it's true. like you you can't, and I'm I'm with most people. I I don't think you can pay your goalie ten million a year and have a viable deep deep uh, roster. Um, and so like, it's that old adage, right now, there's a lot of people and some of them wanted him traded two or three years ago. And for whatever reason, and I'm just, you get your third Vezna nod in six seasons, you try to build around that for as long as you can. And, um, but now that time is running out, he needs a contract after next year, and it's probably going to be pushing double figures. And then you have a decision to make. And the same with UC Soros. You bring up a great point. Like, both these markets and these organizations have to make decisions. Now, there was reports out that the LA Kings came after UC Soros when the Nashville Predators started selling heavily at the trade deadline. And, I mean, that's a deal I think you make in the offseason if you're going to do it. But, uh, look, I mean, you trade idle goalies this offseason, you're looking at a minimum of five assets. And I just strongly believe that. I think you're looking at a goalie or a goalie prospect in return. I think you're looking at something that can fix your roster immediately, whether that's a third or second line forward and, and maybe a depth D-man. And then I think you're looking at two picks. Mm-hmm. Now, one of these guys, if they are dealt, might only get four assets, and you can call me out on that. But, I mean, you're, t- you're talking about top five goaltenders in the National Hockey League being dealt. And I don't remember a summer that if – now, I don't think Nashville's going to do that. Not, not this year, no, no. No, and and I think the Jets have to sort of, again, I'll go back to that Saturday exit meeting days where Connor Hellebuck talked like a guy who, you know, would be willing to stay but also knew that he put a number out. And I, I don't know this, so I'm not reporting it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I think he talked the way he talked because I, I don't think the Jets would not talk to him up until this point. And I, I think there's a number he has in mind, and I think he's just like you and I are speculating. He probably thinks that they can't match that. Yeah, absolutely. Silvio Sorokin with the Islanders was the other nod, and uh, uh, J- John Shannon wrote uh, had a really great Jets report. You're going to hear that on the Jim Toth Show uh, at 2.55. He makes a real, real uh, – anyways, I agree with everything he said, but if you missed it already, it's been played twice already. We're going to be playing that again at uh, 2.55. And it comes down to a Jim, and, and, and I'll just make this point, and then we'll move on to Petrangelo. Uh, but he's got his third nod here. Um, he he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. Uh, you know, necessarily, we don't know what's going to happen next season for the Winnipeg Jets. You know, uh, are these moves going to make the team better this year, next year, in the long run? I mean, all this stuff remains to be seen. No one's got a crystal ball. Um, but the decision, uh, you know, if if it's it's up to, does Connor Hellebuck think during this offseason, based on the moves or what he feels is coming, is there going to be a rebuild or maybe a year or two of some difficulty with the Winnipeg Jets? He's not interested in that. He's not interested in rebuild. He sees his time shrinking and his chance to win a Stanley Cup. I mean, he's got another nod here. He, you know, it, it's Stanley Cup or bust for him. So that's it's going to be so- a decision up to Connor Hellebuck and 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 the team. Um, and we're going to have to wait and see what happens. But I I, I think he is too valuable uh, a piece with at a six point one percent cap hit. A guy that's got a three. T- uh, this is his third Vesna nod, just as you said, Jim. In six years, we're at a position where. A team would would near pay a king's ransom to bring in a guy that feels like it's a goaltender or they're a goaltender away from being a real true contender. It's so ominous too, right? And that's yeah. my word during the season that Kelly yeah. Moore loved. Um, but it's ominous because in order to keep him not thinking it's a rebuild and a retool, you have to do some things. But I don't think you do some things until you know what Connor Hellebuck is staying or not. Mm-hmm. So it's like this sort of catch-22. Like, I think the first conversation is with Connor Hellebuck. What will it take? What do you want? What do you think of for six or seven years? And then from there you go, I got to do, son. But but Connor, in that conversation, as he already stated, will go, well, this is the number and this is what it would take. But 
what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing with this roster? What's it going to look like? Because I don't want to sit here and be UC Soros in the part of a rebuild. So it's it's just this ominous thing this summer of, and that's why Kevin Chevaldeff again to reiterate said n- absolutely nothing about what his plans are yep. on that Sunday exit press conference because he's got to start there and then he's got to do some things, but he's also got to do some things that that make a guy that may or may not stay happy and. It's just this ominous situation, and so I think you have the conversation, you get the number, you make a decision on whether that number works, and then you sort of make a decision from there. And if that number doesn't work, then you just go, what What does everybody offer? Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers, of course, game four earlier this week ended it with some, uh, a lot of extracurriculars. Um, you know, Evander Kane running Petrangelo in the boards, Nurse uh, receiving an automatic suspension for an inv- uh, instigation of a fight, you know, Petrangelo with the game over, uh, Leon Dreisaitl trying to put it into the empty net uh, over the head, uh, chops at Dreisaitl. Um, and I, I, I thought it was very telling as to, and this is just my perspective and me sort of looking at this and, uh, the fact that it took until 7 o'clock yesterday for this to come down, uh, whether he was going to be suspended or not and how long that suspension was going to be, which ended up being a one-game suspension for uh, uh, basically making a run at uh, an Edmonton player, regardless, doesn't matter what player it was on the other side, making a run at him and just going in for an over-the-head whack and the decision was a one-game suspension, and it took until seven o'clock last night for the uh, for the for the NHL player safety and George Peros and all those guys to come to that. That tells me that there was a lot of internal debate, Jim, uh, about what how this was going to be handled. Perhaps there were some people in the league office that suggested that uh, there they, there wasn't going to need to be a suspension. A fine was necessary. Perhaps people said, "Well, he got a game misconduct and a five minute major at the end, or whatever." I'm not sure what happened, but I th- I found it very interesting that it took until seven for uh, a decision. Maybe the decision was made prior, but it took until seven o'clock for it to be made public. Uh, when there's two other games on the ice, uh, big games, you know, the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, and, and the Devils played a fantastic game. Devils probably played the best game of their series, but they end up losing in overtime. And it comes in the middle of the playoffs, the middle of two games, Dallas and, and Seattle games coming up here. That was going to be the main topic of any sort of conversation. I, I, I thought that was interesting. I mean, what, what, was your, what was your thoughts on it? Well, I, I think the teams traveled yesterday too, right? So part of this hearing is you legitimately have to hear from those involved. And and um, the, it's not just Petrangelo. It's the Vegas Golden Knights will weigh in and the Edmonton Oilers will weigh in. And they all put video together and they all go, well, look at this from Evander Kane in game two and look at this and that and blah, blah, blah. It all just is so infuriating, Cam. And I'm not going to go down that road yesterday. I meant it, and I appreciate everybody allowing me to do it. (laughs) But the idea that you're presenting evidence from other hits to defend that hit and tell about how greasy and dirty this series has become in order to defend one of the most egregious slashes I've ever seen in hockey is ridiculous. Um, You just look at the tape, and you talk to Alex, and you go, sorry, Alex, it's two games. The idea that you have to be diplomatic and hear from the team and the teams put together videotape and go, well, this is why his frustration was building and this is that, this is that. It's all excuses yep. for a over-the-head two-handed slash. It's embarrassing that it's only one game. It's embarrassing that he gets the same amount of punishment as Darnell Nurse does for coming off the bench in the last five minutes and starting a fight. Do you equate coming off the bench and starting a fight the same as that slash that could have done some major injury? Yeah. I do not. I do not. 
I do not consider that slash the same penalty as an instigator in the last five minutes of a game. He should have gotten two games minimum, and he, if it was regular season, he would have got five, I think. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. It's disappointing, and much to my chagrin of what the debate was after it happened until yesterday was we're sitting here figuring out what it could be and how people relate these things as opposed to that's awful, it's horrific, you did it, here's your punishment. Let's take a break. Let's come back. 204-780-6868. Just got time for a couple of uh, text messages here. Uh, when it comes to Vesna nods, compare the goalie numbers to their backups. I'm Boston. It shows it wasn't the goalie winning games. Check New York Islanders, Winnipeg, and Nashville. Compare the starters to backup numbers. That shows a lot of how well a goalie is doing. Good point there. Uh, Brent Harder says, agree with you guys but uh, about not paying $10 million to a goalie. But look at Bobrovsky in a situation there. Well, I mean, and you, you texted this texter back here, Jim, but I totally agree with you. Bobrovsky is the reason, and that contract's the reason why they had to get rid of uh, Uyghur and, and Huberto. That, that led to, to Matthew Kachuk. Uh, but I don't think that for a second the Panthers, you know, wanted to make that deal. And, you know, it, it basically forced them because of the Bobrovsky contract. If so. you had Bobrovsky at six or seven, that gives you $4 million to either keep Uyghur or Huberto. Yeah. Yeah. And get K- Kachuk. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's take a break. Let's come back. 204-780-6868. Hey, by the way, the Grace Hospital Foundation uh, Radiothon is ongoing, enhancing patient care at the Grace Hospital. Uh, help donate, www.gracehospitalfoundation.ca. Uh, call local, 204-940-1780. Toll free, one 537-0028. Text the word GRACE to 30333 to make a $10 uh, gift or donate at the main entrance of the hospital under the canopy. That's going to be open until 6 o'clock. Stop, make a cash check or credit card gift. Ice cream, hey, free uh, to all donors up until 6 o'clock. There's a book sale going on there too as well and a chance to win a 17-inch Samsung TV. Help support the Grace Hospital Foundation right here on 680 CJOB. We'll be right back. Chats at noon. On 680 CJOB. Before we wrap the show up, and we're going to get to the real meat and potatoes of, of, of and this is what people really want to know. Uh, this is from Kerry uh, at Saint at Bonnie Vitell Soccer. He says, "Cam, please ask Jim how his first week went as an amateur soccer coach." Well, all I know is Kerry, and I can just speak from experience. When he's when he came into the newsroom today, his voice was hoarse, uh, so I assume there was a lot of screaming, a lot of shouting, a lot of. Um, I think his his coaching style is aggressive. I mean, Jim, would you agree with that? Do you remember the show Old School when Vince Vaughn's character Bernard at the end of the movie was coaching? Yeah. And he he threw the chair at the ref and said, let's make it official then. (laughs) Let's make it official. (laughs) And his wife came up and said, calm down. He's like, take the clipboard. I'll be in the car. And watch number 11. His elbows are going to hurt somebody. <laughs> it was nothing like that. I had an no. absolute blast, actually. Um, the kids are great. Uh, I have no idea what I'm doing, but they don't know that, so it's fun. I think some of them do know it, and they're, very, they're, they're, they're okay with it, too. So we, uh, we have a tie, and we have a loss, but we're a second-half team. We come on in the second half, and I'm having a blast. All right, okay. And well, kudos to Bonnie Vitell for putting together a great league. Yeah, and we're definitely going to be keeping tabs on the team. we we got to see how it's doing, because these games Let's are going to be Let's make it real... official, then! That's right. And a uh, real quick one here. Well, you know what? We, I, we're going to push... I hate to do this, but we just... We have so many other topics and so much other stuff to cover. We're going to push the def- defensive 
uh, conversation. We've got a bunch of text messages. I'll make sure I'm going to save those, and we're going to play those on Monday when we come back to the topic because defense is a huge part of the Winnipeg Jets as they look to retool this franchise. We're just going to have to move it to Monday, uh, but I promise we will have that conversation. And just real quickly, hey, guys, love the show. Just asking if anyone can give a shout-out to the Volleyball Manitoba for hosting the 2023-14 Under National Volleyball Tournament this weekend. Girls at RBC Convention Center, boys at the Dakota Fieldhouse. Uh, yeah, have, so, have a lot of fun out there. That one from Peter. Uh, and quickly, the Grace Hospital Foundation. Jim's going to be down there all the way till 3 o'clock talking about enhancing patient care at the Grace Hospital. Bunch of ways to donate. Go to gracehospitalfoundation.ca to get that going. Jim, have fun until 3 o'clock, okay? Thanks, Cam. Have a great weekend. Talk to you Monday. Absolutely. And thank you very much, Jeffrey Forche, for producing the show. That's it for me. I'll be back same time on Monday. See ya. Hey, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, too. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.